Real Life Real Crime is a true crime podcast brought to you weekly by Woody Overton, Jim Rathman, and executive producer Toby Tomplay. sexual nature and should be for people that are 18 years or older. Heed my warning, people. Jim and I do not get the facts of these cases off of the internet or from some television show. The facts we're retelling you were presented to us by the victims of the crimes or the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims. My description of the crime scenes are what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. The destination is on your right. Louisiana Highway 1036. So that's the field next to Barbara Blunt's house. Woody, how do you you feel about that? I feel like this is where she was lured. Jeez. Woody and Toby, our producer are arriving at the Blunt property to interview Barbara's son, Ricky. Today is Monday, March 9th, and it's 11 a.m. Arrived. What's that, Ricky? It's slobber on you. He won't bite you. Is that a Mastiff? Yeah, King Corso, Italian man. How much does that dog weigh? Uh, he's probably about 150 now. He's just a puppy. Puffy. He's just a baby. He just made a year old. Yeah. They said it broke him about two and a half years old. Yeah. Wow. Hello, everybody. I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And today we're going to be continuing the series on what happened to Miss Barbara Blunt. And I'm going to be interviewing... Miss Barbara's son, Ricky, today, and we are actually um, in the house that Miss Barbara was living in on May second, two thousand eight. Correct? Yes. And and the uh, first of all, Ricky, I want to say this: the and I said it to you the other day, but I mean it. I'm very sorry. Uh, 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 um, I mean, I can't imagine the pain that you're going through. The, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to still have my mama alive, but this will be one thing, like I said on last week episode, to lose her to old age, but it's another thing to, to for this situation. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, and especially as a man 
you're thinking about you know what happened to my mama and and, and mm-hmm. the last seconds and you live with it every day yeah so um I appreciate you letting me be here, but it's so important that we put the human face on on your pain and who your mama was okay and that's what's going to get the listeners fired up now lifers listen to me you've heard me say it in the past every time we run something like this it leads to tips but yeah we need y'all to share the episode share it with all your friends ask them to share it you never know who it is that's going to come forward with a tip that's going to lead to the break in this case and we want to find out what happened to Ricky's mama. And we want, first of all, Ricky, I want to I want to bring her home for you. I so y'all can that. give her the right burial. She deserves, right? And yes. and then and then secondly, I want I'm not gonna stop it if we put him in Angola. Oh, yes. All right. And then uh so um let's just talk a little bit about but let me tell you what about Miss Barbara from my perspective. When I started doing the podcast, people just started hitting me up in, in the beginning, even before we were doing cold cases, uh, the, or Courtney Coco's cold case, they were hitting me up from time to time. They'd be like, are you ever gonna tell a story about Miss Barbara Blunt? And I knew who she was. I had left the sheriff's office about six months before um, she went missing and um, to go to state police headquarters in Baton Rouge. but. When we started the cold case on Courtney Coco, man, it just went crazy. People were hitting me like two or three times a day. And I told them, I said, finally, I just told them, I said, you got to call your sheriff, right? Mm-hmm. And they did, evidently. But I was getting, uh, these people didn't know each other. Yeah. And I, I think some of them probably were related, related to y'all or whatever. But I'm talking about people from Hammond to Baton Rouge to whatever. So it means that your mama must have really touched a lot of lives. Yeah. Can, can you tell me what kind of person she was? Uh, she was the kind of person that put everybody else before herself. She would make sure we had what we needed, and she would do without the things that she really needed to give us stuff that we really didn't have no use for, yeah. just to make sure we were happy. Yeah, and she she could maybe... Mm-hmm. Package. All right. The... Um, so she was like a true mom's mom, huh? Yeah. She 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 got maybe she got her 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 pleasure out of giving and taking care of y'all. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think my wife is like that. Well, I know my wife is like that with her kids. The, the uh, she she would just do anything yeah. for me, even uh, even it, it's you know get them up and get them a glass of water or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, they can get up and get their own <laughs> glass of water, but yeah. you know, but you can't blame them. For, wanting to get their mama to do that. Mm-hmm. So, um, Ricky, were you raised here? Yes, I was raised in, right here. In this house? The only place I've ever been. We had a little small trailer, and then my dad built this house uh, piece by piece. It took him like five or six years to build it. And right. we moved from right there across the driveway to right here. That's wild. And, and so the listeners, I didn't get to do this last week so they can understand. We are just about as far north in Livingston Parish as you can go right before the St. Helena line, just a couple miles, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And and this is on the east side of the parish, y'all, and it's uh, very, very rural. And by that, I mean, literally, I bet you I could sit out there between 10 a.m. and 
4 p.m. and not count six cars come up this highway all day long. Yeah. I and mean, it's a major state highway, <laughs> uh, Highway 1036. And, but it, it gets the further north you go past here, the more rural it gets, mm -hmm. right? I mean, yeah. St. Helena Parish is even more rural than than what it is up here. And by rural, y'all, I mean uh, woods and a lot of farmland and, and, and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. So... The this house, I, I know you have a sister. We interviewed her last week, but y'all were raised here. And, and, if, and let me tell you this too: I'm sorry about your daddy. Yeah. And, and um, for the listeners, I don't know if we discussed that last week or not, but your daddy was killed uh, um, in a bad accident yeah. uh, deal with a train. Yeah, got hit by a train in a yeah. fuel truck. Yeah, so, and that was in like 2004. And then, so how do? And I asked your sister this, but or your take? I mean, they were married a long time, right? Yeah, I think mean, thirty some years. Yeah, and then then you go to that, and then to to lose them like that. How how old were you when your daddy was, got killed? I was twenty eight. Okay. Okay. Well, so you were older, but how how did how did your mama do? She kind of did the best she could. She tried. It affected her, but she tried to just go on with life and. Yeah. Know that there was that, and she knew where he was, and heaven. she just tried to yeah. keep continuing. Yeah, I wanted to take care. She worried more about me and my sister than she did right herself. Yeah, well, sounds like she's pretty awesome. Then and and then, um, tell me, let's do this because uh, I I was a pretty bad boy when I was growing up. The, uh, tell me a, if you did something wrong. What's the worst whooping you ever got from your mom? <laughs> was she whip you or was she, oh, was yeah, she wait she, for your daddy to get home? No, mom? I never got a whipping from my dad. I really? remember, but mom, she gave plenty of them. <laughs> you know, she was. I, I deserved every one I ever got. Yeah, yeah, she. I think she finally accepted that I was a typical boy yeah. and I was going to do it. But right. she still, she still got them. I don't remember any certain one. But yeah, yeah. I'm sure I got plenty of them. But she, she was. I'm sure you deserved every one. Oh, of them I'm too. sure. Plus some I didn't get. <laughs> yeah. So she, she was stern. But yes. she loved you to death. She's oh, trying yeah. to raise you and being a good man. If it wasn't for her and my dad raised me the way I was, it, there's no telling where I'd be or right. what, yeah. what I'd be right now. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And 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 then, um, so favorite meal that she cooks? Favorite meal? Probably fried catfish. Really? Yeah. Is something that you catch yourself? Yeah, we had, uh, we've got catfish ponds out there. Really? We'd go sand them and clean them and she'd yeah. fry them up. Yeah, that's the best, right? So the uh um let's see what does she like to do she she kind of fool with her little plants in the yard and she's like working just piddling around the yard trying to make the place look right. nice i have to tell you it was a, it's a she had beautiful kept i've seen the pictures and everything yeah she she collected dolls and after my really? dad died she got into collecting dolls that was her really? little hobby i didn't know that yeah, yeah, yeah. So. and the um uh, like like Ceramic dolls? Or, uh, they was, I don't know, they was dolls probably big, that big. Big dolls? That she would buy off the internet. That's cool. I didn't know that. Uh, so, the years go on, and she take care of y'all, and were you living close at the time? I lived on just the other side of my sister where that trailer is down yeah. there. I live right there. Okay. 
and and did you get did you come over? Your sister said she'd come over and get something to eat or whatever, pretty much every day, and, and all that. Oh yeah, every, I didn't even have no pots and pans down there. That's, that's the only place. That's the same I thing. Was, I just like I said about my kids. They sit there and ask the mom to get up and give them something to drink. Right? That's it. And if your mama's gonna provide it for you, it's always better when mama does it. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. So you saw her pretty much every day. Oh, every day. Yeah. So. Um, You, you have kids now? Yes, I've got and, two of them. And, six and a ten-year-old. Okay, so they, they wouldn't have gotten none. You no, know. they... Um, the, that's got to be pretty tough on you. Oh, yeah, because right? she would have loved them. She, that's yeah. all she wanted was grandkids. Yeah. So she would have loved them. Yeah. Well, and, and your sister said that she thought they would have called her mama? Yeah, probably so, because that's what we called our grandparents' And and um, I I met you the other day and we were talking a little bit and and you were telling me a, a story about one of your kids playing in the room at night. Mm-hmm. Emily, do you mind telling me about that? Yeah, she would. We'd hear her talking in there at nighttime. She was probably two, maybe three years old. We'd hear her talking. And it's went on time and time. And well, like what you, uh, night after night, night, night after night, right? And my wife asked her, said, well, you got an imaginary friend? She said, no, Aunt Sarah comes to play with me. And Aunt Sarah is, her and my mom could pass for twins. Yeah, that's and, your mama's sister. Yes, sir, my mom's right. sister. And uh, kept on and kept on. And we had a picture of my mom up on the mantel. And she said, look, there's Aunt Sarah up really? there. And wow. it went on several times for, I don't know how long, but it was like a, right. she would, she'd wake us up one, two o'clock in the morning. We'd hear her in there talking. She'd and go to her. She'd be playing toys, t- just talking talk, away. Talking and playing. And just having a good old time. With, with um, Aunt Sarah. With Aunt Sarah. You believe that? Yeah, and, but think about it. When my aunt would come up, Mm-hmm. And she would kind of shy away from her, right? And like, the, like it was something different, right? Right? She didn't. Like, it, you know who it was. I mean, yeah. I've heard that from numerous people. I've let you, your mama and, and your aunt Sarah could be twins. Yes, right? they could. And then, uh, wow, and and that's pretty amazing. The the um, so, Ricky, let's go to, to May second. Um, 2008. Can you tell me what, how you what happened in your day? Well, like I you just get up in the morning. What happened? You know, I got up in the morning. I just started a new job. This was like my second or third day on the job, and I was riding with a guy training. And uh, my sister called me, asked if I heard from my mom, and I was like, No, I hadn't talked to her, and I because I didn't call her because I was in the truck with somebody else. I don't yeah. want to be rude that did, day. Did you come over and get breakfast that day, or no? Because we usually leave out around two or three o'clock uh, in the okay, morning. Okay, so okay. I was getting later. All right. And uh, what about what time did your sister call you? This was probably I don't know. I'd say twelve afternoon, sometimes mm-hmm. shortly afternoon. And I was like, No, I hadn't heard from her, so I started calling. And then uh, never could get in Wait, touch. With when her. you called, did you call a house phone and I, a cell phone? I called both of them. Okay. And uh, Raymond, my cousin, he called me. He's like, all he would tell me is, "You need to come home." So the guy I was uh, riding with, he brought me to Albany to get my truck, and I come on home. Everybody was at Raymond's house, and then it's just that's like when everything uh, they wouldn't tell me nothing. That's just when I started finding out that she was she was missing. They found her car up there. By the time I got home, and just one thing after another just led to another. And the uh, cops showed up, and then 
I think it was the next morning before they started really, because it was raining so hard yeah, and was, done by dark by then before they really started searching and uh, still no, have nothing yet. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, what were you thinking? I really wasn't thinking. I just knew that something wasn't right because that's not her. She, she could leave and go to my sister's house and she's going to let somebody know where she's going. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And and she didn't have any mental problems or physical health problems or anything like that. No. That, and um, so she was again a fifty-eight year old, healthy. I mean, and fifty-eight is not that old anymore. No. I mean, that's like the new thirty-eight, right? So fifty-eight years old, healthy, worked in the yard, does everything. Um, always let people know when she was going somewhere, et cetera. Now. That morning, she had told your sister she was going to be cleaning out her pots and pans or something. Yeah, I believe so. And, and, and um, do, do you know, um, if she had ever left without her, her cell phone or her, or her glasses? No, because she could walk out to do something in the garden and she was going to have her cell phone and her glasses on her. Yeah. He was just walking out the door. So it had been highly unusual for her to leave him. Oh yeah. No. The, uh, let me ask you this, and, and I was I was going through the file this weekend, looking at the photographs of the house and the, you know the, you just have to call them crime scene photos, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and the the um, it was a white cordless phone. The uh, the phone itself was found on the ground right outside the door. Mm-hmm. And, and and the battery was like, it was like it had been dropped, like the battery thing came off and the battery was hanging out. Mm-hmm. The, the, and everything in the house is immaculate. Mm-hmm. And other, other than I think the, you know, because the windows were open, something she used to keep some stuff, there were some other, like bottles or whatever in the windowsill, yes. and something had blown off and uh, on the floor, like an air duster blower can. Mm-hmm. But the can you think of a reason uh, for that phone to be outside on the ground? The only thing I could think of is maybe because she she always had a phone in her hand. Maybe they had dogs. Maybe they was barking or something. And she was cleaning the kitchen. And she went to maybe open the door to see what they were barking at because we used to have they have a fox. They would come up here and come close and try to get her chickens. Mm-hmm. And maybe she thought was it, going to open the door. And I don't know, said it was locked. Maybe she tried to lock it and shut it real fast. I don't know. Because they, they, they said that the door was locked, but it wasn't pushed all the way to. Yes. And it was pulled to, but it wasn't, it wasn't shut and locked. Yes. And, and, but the, um, the phone on the ground... I mean, those those cordless phones didn't have that big long of a distance. I mean, no. she's not gonna be out working in the garden on the, on the cordless phone. No, she better had her cell. Yeah, phone. she would have had her cell phone in her pocket. Ricky, the I just want to ask you. I mean, I, you've been living with this for almost twelve years. It'll be twelve years in May. The and I know you had to think about it a thousand different times. The what do you think happened? 
I wish I could give you an answer to I mean, that. But, but, but tell me some of the scenarios that you are you thinking. Not names or anything or whatever. I mean, I, but, but here's the deal. She's got the, the photographs show when you come in that the, there's a gun cabinet. She had a pistol on on a dresser. So she's no stranger. I'm telling you from a cop's mm-hmm. point of view, she's no stranger to a firearm. Um, your sister said she had always said if somebody tries to get you, you fight mm-hmm. and, and what and what have you. But I and in my mama, I mean, they live way in the country like this way, and, and but they don't have any neighbors for miles. Yeah. And somebody pulls up that she doesn't know, she didn't open the door. Yeah. You know, but so I don't understand. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get my thought process around how. I think they wanted it for her because, like you said, nothing was touched. Right. For some reason, they wanted her is all they wanted. Yeah. It was no bank account activity, no guns missing, no right. nothing, just her. Yeah, nothing missing from nothing. the house. And um, Let's take it a step further. The, her car is gone. It was found right up the road off the hunting club road, mm-hmm. right? So there's a witness or two witnesses that saw your mama pulled in onto that road and there was there was a white pickup truck, maybe a, a newer model Ford, newer model for back then, Ford, and there, there was a male subject. Your mama was out of the car, standing, talking to the guy in the truck. He was sitting in the truck, she's standing there. And um, that guy, was pulling a camper, he and his wife had just left his his other's wife resting. And they don't know your mama. Mm-hmm. They didn't know your mama, but he it, he said he made eye contact with her. Now look, they described her to pinstripe shorts, the whole thing, the hair, uh, but no glasses. And 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 um, he said that he felt some like when they made eye contact, mm-hmm. was, he felt something was a little off to the point where. He called the ladies' residence. They had just left, and he was like, "I just saw this lady on the side of the road uh, up here on 10:36, and you know, I thought it was strange. And then your yeah. mom ended up coming up uh, missing. The I, I, I'm trying to think of it from an investigator standpoint. The what is it that they could have done to get your mama to get in that car and drive it uh, uh, down down the road? The only thing I could think of would be um, something one of her kids or something like that. Maybe that one of us got in an accident or something up the road, and she might have panicked and yeah, something. But that's the only thing that I could really think of. That was her. Me and my sister were her world after yeah. my dad got killed. That's all yeah. she had. Yeah. So that's that's really the only thing I could think of to something happened to one of her kids or something. But do you think that? And I'm not trying to respect. Actually, I I didn't even want to. I wasn't even planning on going here today, but I, I just want to do it because the um, I'm trying to think outside the box. Now, the phone being dropped outside the front door, nothing disturbed inside, the door being locked but not pulled to, mm-hmm. and then we have a witness, and it was right during the middle of the daytime now. Mm-hmm. I have the phone records from the last time that she talked to somebody on the phone, and then when all the calls that came in afterwards when there was no answer. It's right in that time frame mm-hmm. where this witness was. So, I mean, to 
to get her to run out to the point where she drops the phone, run out with her glasses and her cell phone. I think, you know, I'm, I was originally thinking maybe somebody said one of your cows is out and I can come help you get it, but I, I don't think that calls for running out without your glasses mm-hmm. and your cell phone and dropping the phone. Yeah. I also know that, uh, according to these witnesses, that at that time she wasn't abducted, right? That, um, because she, she's standing... Yeah. On a free will, talking mm-hmm. to this guy in a truck. The um, but if some stranger came up that she didn't know, and and just said, "Hey," I mean, it's not like a stranger can come up and say, "Hey, one of your kids is up here and got an accident, right?" Yeah. Maybe mean, she'd be like, "How do you know my kids?" Yeah. Um. Uh, what What do you feel, man? I don't really know. I don't know why somebody would do this to her. Well, uh, just a typical good woman, not bothering anybody. What 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 was the point? She wasn't. She never hurt anybody. If you needed something, she had it. She would give it to you. Why why do this to her? That's all I want to know. And Yeah, I just I just don't understand. I sit there and think about it time after time, trying to come up with different scenarios or something. I just I don't know. Yeah. Man, this. If God made a miracle happen, and he could just, he could make your mom appear for one minute. And you had anything you could tell her, what would you tell her? I'd tell her I love her, and I would want to know what happened. It's important, right? Oh yes, that's. It's not a matter. I want to know who did it, but I want mainly I want to bring her home for right. to where she should be. Right. The um. I guess the not knowing and you know and the and the thoughts that could play in your mind on it, but tell me about afterwards. That let's go back to May the second. The the um I know that the cops didn't let y'all come up here for a while. No. Uh, no we I think it was probably a couple of days before we could come back up here. And we, but when we did come back up here, it was during the process of the searching, they wouldn't let us come inside the house. Right. It was probably, I'd say, three or four days before we could come inside the house. Yeah. They were still doing their thing. Right. And do you tell, tell me, if you, tell the listeners, if you can, uh, about what happened in the days after, just what, whatever you can remember. I remember they had so many people, they come from all over from Texas mm-hmm. and they had Texas EquiSearch here helping yeah. us and right. uh, just strangers that we that just right. reached out to from word this one talking this one right. talking that just volunteered to come I imagine I don't know how many hundred people they had yeah. up here and it was 
wet up there, and it's just some strangers out there reading neck, way neck deep in water yeah. just to give their time to help. Right, right. And that, that meant a lot to us. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I want you to know that I've read the case file, and I, I mean, first of all, your sheriff, Jason Art, it's unheard of for law enforcement agency to reach outside and, and, and get help, but he's at his wit's end with it. I mean, those guys were absolutely just, it was like literally the perfect storm against them from a law enforcement standpoint, yeah. meaning no evidence. Your mama's car, the, the big rain, the storm that came and flooded the car before they could even get a tow truck. And they're there to get it out, and there's nothing more destructive than moving water, right? Mm -hmm. And evidence is being destroyed. But again, the people, the listeners out there from all over the world, mm -hmm. they don't understand our lifestyle mm -hmm. about hunting and fishing and stuff like that. I promise you, you know these woods like the back of your hand. Mm -hmm. Right? And they're all hunted. And all these cases, cases like this, whether it takes years, somebody eventually finds some kind of remains, and there's never been anything. No. I mean, what, what does that tell you? I I don't believe she's here close to where we're looking because there's not an inch in woods that somebody hasn't covered, whether it's hunting or searching. Sorry. It's been covered. So um, you have any theory? There's been so much go through my mind. Uh, I confuse myself sometimes just trying to come up with something, just trying to sit and think. I don't want to accuse the wrong person sure. of it. And and so I just, my mind just wanders day by day. What was the process and um, and your mama being declared legally dead by the court system? Uh, well, just, I mean, time frame wise. Or um, I think... From what I remember, it was about a year and a half, okay. I believe. So I don't. I'm not exactly. Josh had any kind of hearings on that or anything? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, it was went to court and all that, and somehow I don't know what all went on. My mind wasn't right at the time, right. but they went on through with it, and um, well, you know, Ricky. I'm almost 12 years behind, brother, on this case, but the um, we've been on it now, uh, and, the, and the sheriff, is he, he has poured more resources into this than I've ever seen on anything, and I'm not going to go into the details on it because I don't want the bad guys to know or, or bad people to know, but he is absolutely committed. He's got... He's got many many people working on this full time all right and and the uh he wants it solved he is he he's been staying up at night time working the case file himself from his own house he mm -hmm. sent me a picture of the night two o'clock in the morning on something that he wanted me to look at yeah and so the i'm going to thank sheriff ard again for that but he he wants you to know um that he, he wants this. He wants to do this for your mama and for y'all, and it's it, the right thing to do. And um, I want you to know this is not a cold case anymore. Right. It's being worked, okay. And, and and there's a lot of things that are being looked at. And 
it's important lifers there's no tip it's too small no idea that you can have don't here's i don't want you thinking oh well i don't want to call in this thought because i know they've already looked at it or whatever it, it, it doesn't matter it, we get some of the same tips 150 times it doesn't matter but we appreciate it so don't hold back and not call in something for you, you think you're gonna look stupid or whatever because your tips are what's going to help us bring Miss Barbara home. And, um, so, Ricky, the, you, you know, our fans, our lifers, when, like on Courtney Coco's case, and they, they were able to hear the family's pain and, and, and everything, they just got so involved. Yeah. You, you had thought Courtney was their own sister or mm -hmm. their daughter. And I want people to know how special your mama was. I mean, can you just tell me anything else? I mean, the... Nobody deserves something like this, but she was... I can't think of any reason why somebody would want to hurt her. She didn't... She would give you anything she had. She put everybody else first, and that's... I, we just need answers. Can you... Um... I guess you just said it. We need answers. Can you tell the lifers how important it, lifers are what we call our fans. Can you tell the lifers from the heart how important it is to, to you and your family? It, it, mean, it would mean more to me than anything in this world to know the story behind this because she has two has four grandchildren that she never got to meet and they they've always asked about her they I tell them about her and we just need closure it i don't know it hurts every day I, it's not a day go by it's been 12 years and i may not talk about it but she every day she crosses my mind i'll go and driving down the road i'm see somebody walking hey could that be my mom no i still i'm not giving up hope until i find out something one way want an answer on something well we're not gonna give up man no, i really All appreciate right. you we're gonna, we're gonna um i'm gonna treat her like she, as if she was my mama all right and, All right. and uh jim raffman Y'all, he's again. He's working the case for Orlando. Uh, he'll he'll get to meet you one day, Ricky, okay. and, um, when he gets back to Louisiana. And he's not in the studio with, again with me today, y'all. Obviously, we're not in the studio, but he's not on this recording with me again today. But Jim's very good at what he does and, and going through the case files and the analytics and mm -hmm. stuff. And um, he feels the same way that I do. And, and I just want you to know that. And again, about the sheriff reaching outside and going outside the box to 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 try to get some closure on this. But like I told you the other day, I mean, I, I'm gonna be calling you all the time with mm -hmm. questions or whatever, and I appreciate you helping. Again, hey, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I'm sorry for your pain. I'm sorry for your grandbaby for the her grandbabies not getting to know her and, and, and everything else. Yeah. But what's important is. We find out what happened to Miss Barbara Blunt. I appreciate y'all doing everything y'all can. It means a lot to us. Yeah. Well.
know, yeah, hopefully. Lifers, we need you. You've got to come forward. Somebody out there knows something. Now, I'm sitting right by the door with Miss Barbara Blind, whether she was tricked out of the door or abducted it at gunpoint or something. I don't think that's the case because we had the witness seeing her right up the road right around the same time frame. I think she was tricked out of the house, but the uh, somebody knows something. And I agree with Ricky. She, I don't believe she's in this area, and, which means she had to be moved. And just like a drug dealer, all the every drug bust that's ever been made is because they had to move the drugs from point A to B. Miss Barbara had to be moved and disposed of or however they did it. Somebody knows something. You, you might know. It might be your ex-spouse or something way back in the day that acted strange. If somebody knows something, y'all. It's the right thing to do. You've heard the sister last week. You heard Ricky today. The um, Y'all got to help us out. You can call and remain anonymous to me. We are working in conjunction with Sheriff Hart and the Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office, but I do not have to give them the names of or sources. Jim and I don't have to give them the names of the sources. You can be totally anonymous and uh but give us the tips. You know it. You've been holding on this for almost 12 years. And every time they run Miss Barbara's story on the anniversary of her abduction or the day she, she went missing, it hits you fresh in your mind again. Or every time you drive up here or see the person that it is that you think did it, it runs through your brain. You don't have to be scared. I'm not going to give you up. Okay, yes, we all know there's a killer or killers out there. It's obvious Miss Barbara Blunt died or was murdered. She didn't just disappear. And in the, we need your help, people. Do it. Let's do this. Can't do it without you. Ricky, you have anything else? I just ask people if they know something to come forward and just imagine if it was your mom. If we That's exactly right. Every day. If it's your mama, or your grandmother, and that, that's what happens. People are older now, right? Yeah. They could have been caught up in the wrong crowd. Whatever the situation is, I don't know yet. But they're older now, almost 12 years older, and people mature. Mm-hmm. And, and they have their mama may have died by now mm-hmm. or their grandmother or whatever. So somebody out there knows, Ricky. Mm-hmm. And, and um, Sheriff Farr reached out with a podcast platform was important. Us reaching out to you lifers, it's important. Ricky, you taking the time to sit here and open old wounds again, it's important. And I appreciate you. And and we're going to fight the good fight. Thank y'all for everything y'all doing. All right, man. I appreciate you. On next week's episode of Real Life Real Crime. 
next week we're going to start a two-part series but two separate cases that'll be tied together in the second week that I've been holding on to for a long time we were going to take this on tour but we're going to give it to y'all everybody can have something really good and juicy to get into while you're locked up at home. Speaking of which, let's go ahead and announce we are going to be releasing. If you are hearing this episode right now, you have the ability to go and purchase our live video. The name of the case is Making Murder Real Again. It's interactive, crowd interactive. It is a great case. It's on sale now. Stay tuned for the new Tom Place single. The song is called Love You Enough, which is dedicated to Miss Barbara Blunt and Courtney Coco. And you can download Love You Enough by Tom Play on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your music from. I'm your host, Woody Overton. And until next time or ever, don't let us catch you down on Murder by You. Peace. Your smile, that's what I'm gonna miss More than anything else out of all this The little jokes only you and I would get You were the one that I would lean on Guess I never thought you would be gone Losing you is a lot to face alone I don't wanna walk away But I don't have a choice it seems All I really wanna know is why If I could have one more day If I could have one last I could have one more tender touch If I could have one more moment I'd give you everything you wanted Cause my one regret with us Is I didn't love you enough When I couldn't find a friend anywhere I turned around and you were there Should have told you how much I cared If I lost my way on a dark night I'd run to you like a nightlight I miss your soul, I miss your shine I know I gotta let you go But I want you back so much I never had a chance to say goodbye
I didn't love you enough 